good morning and welcome to Hump Day Patriot Radio News Hour. I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group. And our toll-free number, 800-951-0592. The website at allamericangold.com. And how you do it, uh, man, just flying by. Man, 2019 just went by so fast. Uh, here we are getting ready. Uh, Christmas, just a week away. Uh, we uh, have a schedule finalized. For Christmas, uh, we will be here on the 23rd, the 24th, we will close early, uh, but uh, right now I'm planning on doing the show on the 24th, and then uh, we will be no shows on the, obviously, Christmas Day, the day after, uh, the 27th is... Uh, Maybe an an Eric event only. I'm actually going to be on vacation from the 27th to the 2nd, uh, taking the wife and my two kids, and we're going to spend some family time. My kids are really excited about it, too. You know, <laughs> you know how they're they're at that age where, um, you know, they're. They're past the, you know, we, we don't want to be with mom and dad. You know, like when they're, you know, 13, 14, 15, right? The kids want nothing to do with you. Uh, now they're, 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 they tolerate us now. So my my oldest is 20. My youngest is 17. Um, and so they're, they're, they're willing to tolerate, but, but we're, not, uh, we're not buddies per se yet. But uh, we're going to do a little family bonding time. Uh, and, and I know this, we will definitely be closed the following week on, uh, New Year's Eve, New Year's Day, uh, and, and I'll be back on the third, uh, but Eric will be filling in here and there. So you'll get some shows and, and some days you won't, but the, here's the good news. Uh, you can go to allamericangold.com and you can order 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Uh, we will have uh, uh, the phones, the answering machine will be on. Uh, some days that we're not doing shows, uh, Wendy Arlene will actually be answering phones. So uh, d- don't worry, call the 800 number. If uh, no one picks up, leave a message. Uh, someone will call you back within 24 hours, uh, unless it's the weekend, then, uh, then on Monday. Uh, I know that's not, <laughs> that's real precise, but uh, that's just how we do it here. Uh, and and uh, before I forget, and of course I'll do it a few more times. Everybody have a, a, a merry Christmas out there, uh, and hopefully you get to spend time with your family. You know, my youngest son uh, flew back in. He's finished his the first semester of his sophomore year in college. Uh, my youngest son is studying for finals. I know a lot of you got high school kids and and the college kids, right? My uh, my one son got lucky. My other son, he had uh, one class was online. So he didn't even have a final. Uh, they, you know, kind of just, you know, how they do it today, I guess. And then of his three other classes, two of them were essays where, you know, they, they had to write for their final, which he had done and turned in. And so he really only had to take a one final, uh, which he had on uh, Monday. Uh, and then he landed yesterday. Uh, and, and he's kind of excited because it worked out for him. 
Uh, he almost gained like a whole extra week of vacation. Here's the thing that I love. Without any coaxing from me or from mom. Uh, so he, he gets home, him and mom, mom picked him up. And, and, uh, when he got, when I got off work and, and he got home, we were just talking this, that, the other and said, Hey, by the way, I, I, you know, he was working on the, at the golf course over the summer. Remember he was, uh, doing manual labor with the groundskeepers. He actually all on his own called them up and is working there over winter break to earn some money. So, uh. Yeah, I'm pretty happy. We've done a, you know, and I say we, really, my wife has done a really good job raising our kids, and uh, not to leave the younger one out, uh, for the second straight year in a row, he made the all-academic, all-state uh, for football. So there you have it. There's uh, there's all my personal life. Uh, weather, uh, the sun is out. It's actually a little cold uh, for Phoenix, but the sun is out here uh, that covers whether I, you know, the front range, forget about it. Winter time up there, uh, I want no part of it. Uh, by the way, a lot of people asking uh, when Eric and I will be back up there. Uh, we'll definitely be up there uh, right after New Year's, and, and you're going to see a lot more of us there as well. Uh, and Eric's going to be on the open forum today. So for those of you that want to hear him, uh, he'll be on uh, the open forum uh, at 1360khnc.com, uh, which is 11, to, uh, I think what that's 11 to 1 Colorado time, uh, noon to 2, I think, Arizona time. I don't know. You know what? I get confused. Maybe it's 11 to 1 both times. Yeah. Well, whatever it is, figure it out. We'll all figure it out together. 800-951-0592. And I, you know, impeachment. Uh, and, you know, you see all the headlines. I guess we got to talk about I'll talk about it briefly. We already know what's going to happen, right? The the Democrats uh, are certain they've got the votes to get it through the ho- uh, through the House, and then the Republicans are certain they they got the votes to block it in the Senate. So there you go. Uh, really, at the end of the day, again, a huge reason why you're a fool. If you don't own gold, if you don't have gold and silver put away, I mean physically put away, uh, this bipartisanship thing, it's just a sad, sad uh, day. And really, it's been a sad, what, four or five years in, in history of the United States. Patriot Radio News Hour, we'll be back after the break. 800-951-0592. You know, you have those days where your computer just hates you. And you don't know why for whatever reason. Uh, th- that's me today. I I, I I started, I closed it, I restarted. I, I mean, I do all the, you know, I, the only thing I haven't done is I haven't given it the Arthur Fonzarelli, you know, where I, I just kind of blow on my... Uh, Blow on my uh, fist and and give it a good punch. Uh, I'm, I'm trying not to do that, but uh, yeah. So I'm having some technical technical difficulties uh, here at the Hole in the Ceiling Studios here at the Deer Valley Air Park. Uh, yeah, I don't want to punch it. I I did that once and that cost me about five hundred bucks because I had to go buy a new one. Uh, so I'm going to try to refrain from doing that, and the show must go on. There's a couple of you know, 
things that outside of the impeachment stuff, and I know that's what everybody wants to talk about. Uh, it's again just a reflection of of bipartisanship and and. I wish that all of these people, and I want to believe this, I do, and I think a lot of people do, want to believe that they're good people, right? Uh, All of them, you know, and and I know there's too many, right? You know, what is there, 430-some-odd people in the House, uh, throwing 100 senators. I mean, you got over 500 people, not all of them. Right, Not all of them can be good people, but I want to believe the vast, vast majority of them are. And you would think that uh, they would all come to the same conclusion. Hey, this, this is a bipartisan thing. This isn't what uh, impeachment's about. And maybe you do something, you know, like Bill Clinton, which we do. Bill Clinton did wrong, right? We know. Now... Uh, should he not have been president over it? That's debatable. And they gave him what they censured him, right? And, you know, Nixon, on the other hand, I think everybody kind of knew, yeah, that's, he's probably got to get impeached, so he stepped down. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I think there's some, there's a much better alternative out there than this, this, uh, well, let's just call it this ridiculous uh, made-for-television thing that, that is, again, dividing the entire country. But this is just the path we're headed down, right? We, we've got this dynamic uh, going on in America, and I, and I, and I really think that, that it, it's something where uh, history repeats itself, you know, all, you know, in different forms, but always repeating, right? And most people... You know, when you talk about the Great Depression, as a, as an example, um, you know we had the Roaring Twenties, uh, where the you know you had really the stock market was rallying and and banks uh, uh, and people like that were you know life was good, and then of course they had the crash and all of those things, but when you when you Dig under the headlines and whatever you may have read in history books and all that stuff. The realities were we had a tremendous amount of wealth inequality in America. And we also had uh, stock prices, valuations that uh, were just way too high, right, And, and were not really obtainable. And, and, of course, there's a bunch of other factors, right, you know, involved in all of this. And you kind of look at today, and we have so many things very, very similar, right? Wealth inequality in America today is at those levels again, right? We've had this huge stock market rally, especially if you go back, what, the last, let's call it the last half dozen years where the stock rally has been devoid of actual profits, right? Yeah, do we have uh, an okay economy? Sure. But we know, you know, 2% GDP is not the best economy of all time. It's not. And, And we have some numbers, right? You know, they'll talk about, 
unemployment and, and inflation, right? Numbers that uh, the idiot box likes to brag about. But we know, because I've educated you, we changed how we calculated those numbers, not because it was the right thing to do. They changed the way they calculated those numbers to make them appear like they weren't robbing you, like they weren't creating uh, a situation where economic inequalities are at the highest level since 1929. But that's what we have. Right? When you lie about inflation, who does that benefit? Does it benefit the, the poor? Mm, no. Right? Obviously, they're poor already. Any kind of inflation is bad. Does it benefit the middle class? How about the middle class? Maybe it benefits the middle class to understate what inflation is. No, because the middle class primarily lives paycheck to paycheck, right? Most people, you know, in the middle class, any, any, you know, ask people that make fifty thousand, uh, <laughs> how much extra they're saving uh, every single day. Really, the only place it benefits, and I, and and even the upper middle class, maybe at the top end of the upper middle, maybe it could benefit you. Because you have enough money uh, to buy things where the inflate, like where 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 the, you know asset prices, right? Stock market is overvalued, but it's and I think it's I think there's still a little room to go there. I do, and of course I tell you to own stocks, so you know you should uh, you should be uh, doing okay with that if you're able to own any. But really, it's only the very top that benefits. Right, because they've got plenty of that discretionary money, and they go out and they gobble up everything, and and can you know whether it be houses or land or real estate or gold or silver, whatever it may be. And we talk a lot about four hundred one ks, and all of you out there know. I am not a fan of the 401k. It was the greatest con job outside of the central bank. Central bank, right, they're the greatest con artist of all time. Uh, our founding fathers warned us about these money changers and letting the bankers have the power that they have. Uh, but let, let's face it, you know, everybody wants power. I'll give you a great case in point. Do you know where the wealthiest zip codes in America are? And I think a lot of people would be like, 90210, right? Beverly Hills. Or maybe they would uh, pick some uh, zip code in Manhattan where Wall Street is. Or maybe they would pick one of those uh, hoity-toity places out in the Hamptons. Or maybe maybe some exclusive uh, zip code in, in Miami or something like that. How about San Francisco or maybe it's Seattle or, or Cupertinoville where all the tech 
guys are. No, it's none of those places. It's all, they're all in Washington, D.C. Yeah, that's because why? Because that's where the power is. But in the early 80s, they created 401ks. They didn't exist. You know, it's so funny. Think about what didn't exist when we were on the gold standard. Think about what didn't exist even when they stole the gold from us but still allowed foreign governments to trade for gold, dollars for gold, right up until 1971. And all of a sudden, the credit card came into being. Yeah, most, you know, the, the credit card hasn't been around that long. That came into being 401ks came into being, what, 10, 12 years later? Of course, the 401k replaced your pension. You know, the the 401k was supposed to be a supplement to your income. Now, we already had one supplement, right? Social Security, which I've educated you on that as well, right? You know the Supreme Court has already ruled that Social Security is a tax, okay? That the government is under no obligation to pay you. Just, just so you know, and I know that a lot of you already know that, Social Security, the Supreme Court has already ruled, is nothing more than a tax, and that the government is under no obligation whatsoever to pay you anything. Just keep that in mind as the debt spirals out of control. Now, back before the invention of the 401k, right, governments and, and businesses gave you a pension. You used to work for a place for 20, 30, 40 years, and, and the deal was, hey, we're going to pay you when you retire for all of your service to us. We're going to pay you. We're going to give you a, a pension check every month. We're going to pay for your health care uh, until you pass. And even that, now think about this for a minute. You got Social Security. Okay, get that. You get a pension. And yet the, the financial planners and financial economists we're like, hey, wait a minute. You know, this think about it now, the baby boomers were just into the workforce, right? They weren't they weren't that old yet. They were like, you know, when these baby boomers start retiring. See, they knew about the robbery the central bank was conducting on everybody. Right? I mean, so far worse than what Jesse James was doing back when he was robbing stagecoaches. And they're like, hey, that's not going to be enough. We need another supplement, which is what the 401k was meant to be. Now, as soon as that came into fruition, the powers that be realized 
wait a minute. You know, given these pensions is expensive. Cost us a lot of money. We got a great idea. Let's get rid of the pension. And let's give these people just a 401k. Save them a ton of stock prices go up because of it. And they even match you money out of the kindness of their hearts. Of course, today some do, some don't. And as soon as your company starts struggling, the matches go away. But last year, Vanguard released their study. Remember, their study went back 20 years. And it was like, hey, uh, nobody's done any better in their 401ks. There's a new study out on 401ks. And it shouldn't surprise anybody. I know it doesn't surprise me. And they've gone back, and they went back all the way back to the 80s. So almost from its inception. And the only group, there's only one group that's done really, really well with their 401ks. I bet you don't even need to guess at what group that is. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report, a daily commentary continuing the conservative pro-family legacy of Phyllis Schlafly. Now the president of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, Ed Martin. The term sanctuary city is one of those dishonest terms the left uses to make their bad policies sound better. Think about the Affordable Care Act. It wasn't affordable, and it didn't really provide much care. Think about the Every Student Succeeds Act. It did nothing to actually bring student success. Likewise, sanctuary cities are no sanctuary for law-abiding citizens. Sanctuary cities are a magnet for illegal alien criminals who have no business being there in the first place. That's why I'm so thankful we have a president who will fight to protect American citizens. In a speech to the International Association of Chiefs of Police in Chicago, President Trump boldly proclaimed that the most dangerous and shameful attacks on the rule of law come from and in the form of sanctuary cities. Applause then erupted when Trump said that criminal aliens should be turned over to federal immigration authorities and sent home. Sanctuary cities interfere with the process of law and order by ordering local law enforcement not to comply with federal laws against illegal immigration. Illegal aliens are protected in sanctuary cities against being asked about their lack of citizenship. And if they're arrested for a crime, they are not handed over to federal officials for deportation. Only Congress and the president can define who is here lawfully. And the federal government must be able to remove those who are here illegally. I'm as big a proponent of states' rights as anyone. But immigration simply isn't something states can control. It's a national security issue. This would be a clear-cut issue if it weren't for the fact that Democrats don't want to see criminal illegal aliens as criminals. They would rather see them as a pool of potential voters. Those who enter our nation illegally are significantly more likely to vote Democrat than those who are native-born Americans. That's the same reason Democrats want to give voting rights to convicted felons. Conservatives should totally reject these dangerous Democrat voter drives. Trump is right to take on sanctuary cities. He sees the importance of restoring the rule of law to all our communities. 
Sanctuary cities offer a haven to dangerous criminals, and there's nothing good about that for all Americans. This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report with Ed Martin, president of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. American citizenship should never be taken lightly. That's why you need to go to phyllisschlafly.com and be part of the dialogue on the need for border security and an accurate census, the travesty of sanctuary cities, and voting rights for illegals. Voice your opinion at phyllisschlafly.com. Thanks for listening, and join us again for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. Scholar blue collar of a man. He came from the school where you didn't need nothing if you couldn't make it with your own two hands. He was backwards, backwards, use words like no sir. Welcome back, eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. Another reason why you need to have physical gold and silver because you're not going to get it. Out of your 401k, according to the Economic Policy Institute. Now, this is allegedly, it's a nonprofit, but allegedly this is a nonpartisan group. Uh, Who knows, right? Who knows? I I don't know. Do they lean left? Do they lean right? Uh, That's debatable, but they, they claim to be, and I've got no feeling one way or the other. Maybe they are, maybe they aren't. Uh, But numbers don't lie, right? So the Economic Policy Institute, uh, they went back, like I said, pretty much to inception. And they they broke it down where they said uh, the median, from the median up. Now, remember, I've explained median to you many, many a time. You take the guy with the most and the guy with the least, second most, second least, third most, third least, till you get to the, the guy right in the middle. In other words, okay, half of the population is higher, half of it is lower. And the this this data says, well, unfortunately, pretty much exactly what Vanguard said. Since 2001, the median, okay, that means half, half the people got less than this, the other half have more, is on pretty much, well, it's down from, uh, and it's down about 300 bucks, okay? So $300 less, but here's the sad part, the total is only $7,800. That's it. That's all they've got. $7,800. Half the people got less than that, right? Which Zero. I mean, $7,800. How far is that getting you, right? Then they said, okay, let's take 60%. In other words, the next number. 60% of the people have less than this number. $24,000. $24,000. $24,000. 70%. 
56,000. Now, I got some good news. If you were at 70%, in other words, if you were the top 30%, you're the first, that's the first increase, according to the Economic Policy Institute. Uh, you know, like I told you, $329 less from 2001 for the 50th percentile and below. Uh, $387 less from the 60th and below. The 70th, you're up $6,100. Uh, $56,000 or less. And you think about, we got the baby boomers in prime retirement age. This, this is about the best this picture can look. 80th percentile. That means you're in the top 20%, right? This is that upper middle class and above people, right? Uh, you're, you did okay. You're up $30,000. Now, here's the funny thing. The stock market, you know, go back to, you know, 01, right? The stock market's up. You know, let's call it uh, three times, 300%, right? Somewhere around nine, ten thousand. 10,000. Now it's at, you know, 27, 28,000, right? So, so you would think, well, you know, the number at least doubled, right? No, no. It went from uh, 90, just under 96,000 to 125,000. The uh, the upper ten percent, the value of their four hundred one k's three hundred and twenty thousand dollars. By the way, they're up, and even they didn't do the greatest because they're up. You know, uh, about ninety thousand uh, dollars from two thirty to three twenty, but inside of that ninety percent. The Economic Institute, uh, they took the top 1%, their balance, $1.663 million. So the bottom 50% have less than 7800 bucks. The top 1% have $1.66 million, uh, and, and that's just how it works. And all of these were instruments created by who? Did we create them? Did you, back when you were working, were you like, oh, yes, please. Can I please have this 401K instead of my pension? Right? Now, you know what? Here's the sad part is we probably did. Now, back when 401 came, came, I was still a kid. I wasn't even old enough to have a job yet, even though I, I did work on the farm, but that doesn't count. Right? They sold, they keep selling us this bill of goods. They do it to us over and over and over and over again. Right? It's just like free trade, right? Oh, yeah, free trade. It's got to be good. Yeah, we got to have that NAFTA and GAN. Yeah, we got to have it. Right? These, these poor Chinese people. They need toasters and blenders and microwaves. We got to help them.
course, we didn't realize that uh, until later that, uh, wait, wait a minute. I didn't want to lose my job because of it, but there it is. Listen, the numbers don't lie. And again, this is why we're heading. That's why I know for a, for a fact. An econ- another major economic event is coming because they create these boom and bust cycles and they just can't help it. Listen, I don't no, I, I don't know that I'm angry about it. I'm I'm jealous, but I get it when you have power. What do you do? What do you do when you have power? Well, you try to hold on to it, right? And you just can't help but write these rules. I know they, they love to, oh, no, we're doing this for you. It's like those, it's like the tax cuts, right? Us Republicans, well, yeah, I want to listen. I believe in less taxes. Don't get me wrong. I do. But the last time a tax cut really, really benefited me in the middle class more than anybody else, I I don't think it's ever happened, at least in my adult life. When we get back, I got some updates on this quote-unquote trade war. 800 I mean, there you have it. Right? I mean, I, I don't know what else to tell you. Vanguard did it. And Vanguard says, hey, we're the best 401k administrator in the entire world, and none of our clients have done any better, yet Wall Street's tripled. Now the Economic Institute, Policy Institute, or whatever their name is, says, hey, go back to 20, uh, 2001. The bottom 50%, you got $300 less than the number $7,800, right? The bottom 60%, they have 20, a little over twenty grand. By the way, they had less. You had to get to the 70%, right? The top 30% are the only ones that even have more, and barely. And then even the, the 1%, yeah, okay, they're the 10%. Yeah, you got almost another 100 grand, but you started at 230. Right? Those numbers should be, according to Wall Street, should be like, what, 600? 600,000? Well, you got 320. Of course, if you break it down a little more, those 1%ers, hey, they got 1.6 million. That tells you how, how they get to skew the number. Uh, so when, even when you hear it, hey, the average 401k balance is 50,000 or 60,000, yet strip out the 1%. Strip out the 1%, and that average 401k balance is probably somewhere in the upper 20s. That's probably the number. And and you tell me, would you rather have a pension or would you rather have that? Uh, switching gears here. Uh, Tom Kehoe, for those of you that don't know who he is, he's the, uh, the agriculture, head of the agriculture department, U.S. Department of Agriculture. He's the... He's the advisor uh, to the Department of Agriculture. And U.S. Trade Representative uh, Robert Lighthizer. Okay, so he's been the guy. Remember, I told you there's only three guys 
in the United States that you needed to listen to when it comes to trade. Larry Kudlow's not one of them. Robert Lighthizer is, right? Peter Navarro is. Donald Trump is, right? And in China, Xi Jinping is the guy, right? He's the guy you need to listen to. Now, we've got this deal. They've talked all about it. And, of course, I told you it seems kind of odd because they're saying, oh, well, it's being typed up. You know, we got translation stuff. And I'm, and I'm laughing to myself. I'm like, well, wait, wait, nobody knows how to type? <laughs> the Chinese don't have people that know how to type. We don't have people that know how to come on. Right? Something, something weird is happening. Apparently, both of them, they were in, uh, this was being reported uh, in the Shanghai Morning Post. That Keo in Lighthizer said that China is not going to rush into agricultural purchases under the phase one deal. What? That's exactly what you said they were going to do. Here was Keo. The Chinese are business people. Okay. Uh, they're communist business people, but yeah, okay. They're business people. They are going to have to be in a competitive situation. They aren't going to buy it if they are not in a competitive situation. Let me let me dumb that down for everybody. Hey, if our, if we're the cheapest, then China's going to buy from us, and if not, they're not gonna. I didn't hear that in the trade deal agreement. I heard they're going to buy forty, fifty billion dollars of stuff. Keo said the Chinese have been more frequently sourcing products from uh, Iowa. Oh no, no, no! Wait, wait. Maybe, maybe uh, Colorado. Maybe it was Nebraska. You know what? Maybe Oklahoma. No, Montana. Uh, uh-uh. uh. Brazil and Argentina, where Keo said that their currencies are weak, and therefore. They're just cheaper than we are. And there's an abundance of vessels carrying farm products from South America to China. Well, vessels from North America remain quiet. Well, there you go. Maybe that's why you're, you're hearing uh, the president getting so upset at, at the Federal Reserve about uh, the, the fact that the dollar is too strong. Uh, Carl Quintanilla, you know, he's one of those uh, idiot box guys, says the, the statement by the Commerce Ministry said that it outlined six priorities plus one, including properly dealing with China-U.S. trade disputes There was not a single mention of a deal by the Chinese, nor did the ministry expand on that aim. In other words, and they didn't even talk about it. So according to CNBC, nobody in China is talking about buying anything from the United States. Now, uh, again, I, I don't know. Uh, I had my doubts about this trade deal. It, it looks more and more like we kind of folded. 
right? I, I, that's just what it looks like. We'll see uh, how that plays out. CNBC now, uh, it, matter of fact, I, uh, my guess is after the, the uh, tweets from Carl Quintanilla has come out and says that doubts now are starting to appear as to whether or not there really is a phase one deal. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back. Final segment coming up. Final segment here on this Wednesday. Real quick, I'm going to get to the special, and then I'll tell you what CNBC is saying about phase one of the trade deal. Uh, U.S. $20 gold pieces. Uh, these are liberties and saints. These will not, repeat, not make it for Christmas. Uh, one through nine at fifteen sixty. Ten through nineteen at fifteen fifty. Twenty or more at fifteen. 15- 40 at 800 951 gold's just hanging out uh 15 between 1575 1475 and 1480 uh just hanging out silver hanging out right at $17 as uh, they're watching Wall Street you know the 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 new record highs uh, really kind of leaving your head scratchy. I mean, FedEx, did you see their earnings today? Down 40% profits. Uh, let me get to CNBC now. The phase one trade deal between the United States and China, the supposed game changer for the global economy, uh, got the stock market rising to new record highs, is now be leaving many analysts and investors puzzled to exactly what they agreed to. Skepticism brewing in the markets as much of the details have not been confirmed by either side. China in particular has been reluctant to commit to any amount of agricultural purchases that they're willing to buy. While big numbers are being floated out by Washington, China says will not come and has not commented. Beijing also quiet about the tariffs on U.S. goods, as well as any enforcement measures whatsoever. Uh, people are now saying that essentially the Chinese haven't even said that they've made an agreement. And and again, I, I don't know. Uh, I, I will say that this is my belief, and this has been my belief from the beginning. There is no... There's, this trade war is not ending because it's not about trade. It's never been about trade. Uh, the Chinese aren't going anywhere. And I know that that there's people out there, oh, well, you know, China, they're, they, they, they need hogs and this and, blah, blah, you know, that they, they got to feed the people. You got to remember, these people, they're communists. I don't want to say that they don't really care if people suffer, but they don't. You know, and and they want to win this, and this is this is get your big boy pants on time. And and I I just think that uh, 
the powers that be out here, all they care about is the stock price. We need to start caring about what's best for America long term. Uh, and China becoming the new global power is not what's best for us. But then again, it's another reason why. Get that gold put away. U.S. 20s, uh, 1560, 10 or more, 1550, 20 or more, 1540.